Lord, make us willing to be made willing. Amen. Make us willing to be made willing. Thank you, Stephanie, for that testimony of God's faithfulness and His goodness. And uh, to Him be the glory. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, we can't help but praise Him, church. We've got to praise Him and give Him thanks and uh, celebrate Him. He's good. He's kind. He's gracious. He's forgiven. I can't help but... Uh, we can make a big deal about the thing or the king, and I want to make a big deal about the king, amen? That's what, what salvation is all about. That's what Jesus is, what he's come for in salvation, that is that we can walk with the king, and that we can make a big deal about, about him. What are songs of deliverance? Songs of deliverance are testimonies of the righteous. That's what songs of the deliverance are. They're testimonies of the righteous. They're Ebenezer's. What is an Ebenezer? Anybody know what an Ebenezer is? An Ebenezer is something that the Bible describes as a stone of remembrance. You know how when Jacob met with God at Bethel and he erected those stones and he poured all, he poured water on them, he made the sacrifice on them, and how we find at different times when God would do significant things for His people, they would erect a stone of remembrance. So every time they would pass that thing again, they would remember God's faithfulness of what God did for them. How faithful God was. How, how significant He moved. What He did for them in their journey. And we want our lives to be filled with, with Ebenezer's. Of God's goodness. Of God's grace. Of God's gentleness. Of God's breakthroughs. That God brought me from this place to this place, through this, in this, out of that. And they just keep piling up these Ebenezer's. And these Ebenezer's are testimonies of God's faithful goodness toward His people. That we acknowledge Him, that we accredit the deliverance to Him. And that we remember that if He brought us into this and He brought us through this, and He brought us out of that, what pattern has He established in our life? That He's going to continue to bring us in, He's going to bring us through, and He's going to bring us out. Everything we're going through, we're just passing through. We're just passing through. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, no matter what they've had to go through, and God just keeps establishing one Ebenezer after another Ebenezer, one testimony after another testimony, one work of faithfulness after another work of faithfulness, again and again and again. And all those Ebenezer's that he's established in their lives, he wants us to know about them. That's why he's recorded them. That's why we have a revelation. That's why we have the book of Genesis. Why we have the Bible. Why we have the Word of God. He wants us to know of them and He wants us to know the history of them. Why? Not only can we go back and grab a hold of what He's done for them, but that God is not a respecter of persons in the sense that He's only worked for them and only will them. But what He did for them, this same God who worked in Jacob's life, who touched him, affected him, changed the way he thought, changed the way he lived, changed the way he acted, changed everything about his family and the dynamic of his life, 
preserved him, kept him, showed him favor, was with him, it's the same God's going to be with me. He's going to bring me through. He's going to bring me in. And he's going to bring me out. Because I'm passing through too. This old world's not my home. Amen. I'm just passing through. So God establishes Ebenezer's, these songs of deliverance, these testimonies, these testimonies, these new songs in our life. That's why we want to talk about the Lord and why we want to talk about what he's doing and what he's done in our life. Go over to Psalm 142, 142, and let's see if we can couple this together and get a picture of it. 142. Boy, it feels good to have breath, I'm telling you. God's never promised to keep us from the persecutors. God's never promised to keep us from the fires. He's never promised to keep us from the test. Remember, He contended with Jacob because He was going to make Jacob a contender. He was going to fight with Jacob because he was going to make Jacob a fighter. He's going to wrestle with him because Jacob was going to wrestle with issues in this life. And you and I are going to wrestle with these things because God's going to make us contenders. Over the last couple of days, I've been talking a little bit and sharing a little bit about taking punches. I mean, if you're going to be a fighter, you got to be able to take a punch. If you can't take a punch, you're not going to be much of a fighter. And I want to tell you, life hits you, and it's going to hit you sometimes, and it's going to hit you with some blows. What do you do? You just keep getting up, right? You take the blow, you keep getting up, and you keep marching on. But notice what he says in verse number 6 of Psalm 142. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. There's nothing wrong with admitting our weakness and that we just can't get out of this on our own. Verse number 7, Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise your name. The righteous shall do what? This is verse 7. What, what shall the righteous do? They shall gather and surround me for you shall deal bountifully with me. So when the righteous surround me, Josh, this is what they surround us with. What did Psalm 32, 7 say? That God's going to surround us with what? Songs of deliverance. Testimonies. So when God surrounds us with His people, when He surrounds us, He does it to surround us with those Ebenezers of let me tell you what He's done for me. Let me tell you where He's taken me from. Let me tell you what He pulled me out of. Let me tell you what he's doing in my life right now. Let me tell you where I've been, what I've done, what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've watched, what I've learned, what's been going on in my life. And when I'm doing that, God's putting people around me and putting me around people just to bear witness to his faithfulness and his goodness. Amen? To his faithfulness and his goodness. Go to Matthew 13. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, we have parables. And in these parables, Jesus is teaching principles about the kingdom, Rusty. Significant truths about the kingdom of God. 
And many of it's very challenging and hard to grasp, and he gives us some insight. He even helps his disciples who he comes to. They come to him and say, help us with this. And notice in verse number 51, in verse number 51, after all that he taught them, Jesus asked his disciples this, have you understood all these things? And notice what the disciples say. Yes, Lord. Do you think they really understood them all? Has anybody ever explained something to you and then asked you if you understood it and would you tell them? And you didn't have a clue what they just said. Are you with me? That's just natural. It happens. I talk with people all the time and I say, do you grab what I just said? Yeah, I get And you could tell they look like they still like a deer in headlights. No, they, they didn't get it, but they tell you they did. The disciples said, yes, Lord, we, we get it all. I mean, you can spend a lifetime studying these parables, the, these parables that he's given, these previous seven parables that he gave, and walk away and still not know exactly 100% of everything that he said. I mean, this is, this is eternal kingdom-mindedness that expands the, the work of God from an eternal perspective and to say you understand it all and to say, yes, I have that understanding is, is a major statement to be made. But this is what Jesus did. He didn't, he didn't jump all over them. He didn't slap them upside the head. He didn't say, I know you don't understand this. But he says, if you understand, if you think you understand any of it, this is your responsibility. This is where it comes. With understanding comes what? Responsibility. Just remember that. Whatever God gives us understanding on, there comes responsibility with it. And then Jesus said in verse number 52, He says, Therefore, seeing you said you understand this, here's the responsibility. Every scribe. Now, a scribe was somebody who was to be very particular in the ways of God, very particular in the, in the, the truths of God. They was to write down the things that they knew about God. Matter of fact, that's what scribes did. Scribes was one who would write down the word. They would write down how many letters and how many stanzas and how many things. They were, they were to be somebody who was very particular. If you understand this, every scribe was going to be one who would mark down the Bible, who would write it down. It's one thing to understand and write down the Bible. It's another thing for the Bible to have a mark on you. And that's what we really want in this life is that it's not that I can mark my Bible up, but has my Bible marked me up? Has my Bible, like with Jacob, when God hit him on the hip and changed how he how he walked, and from there on he never walked the same. That, that's that effect of what God, we want God to have an effect upon us so that we have those Ebenezers, so that we have those testimonies. He uses the next word. Notice that, therefore every scribe instructed, that word instructed is the same word disciple. A disciple. You see, it's one thing to study and teach like a scribe would, it's another thing to live and practice the word. See, when you know the Word, you want to live and practice the Word. And then he uses the Word here. Now watch this. Therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder 
who brings out the good of his treasure, the things new and old. So Tammy, this is what, he, what he's getting at. He asked the question, do you understand these things? And they said, yes, we understand them. So he says, this is your responsibility then. Every scribe, every student and teacher also needs to have the responsibility of living and practicing what they teach and what they know. But not only taking it to what you practice and what you know, but a householder is a steward who shares and gives away. You see, that's the process of what God wants to do in us. When we understand anything from the Lord, it's so that we can teach it, so that we can live it, so that we can share it in this life. And that's how we grow in this journey and grace with the Lord. It's taking that responsibility of what God's taught us to learn it so that we can live it so that then we can disperse it so that we can give it away. And that's where Psalm 105 is going to go back to of saying, look, if you know this history of what God's done with his people throughout time, it's so that it can have an effect on your life and that you can be like a faithful steward over a house who shares and gives away what God's given you. And that's really the heartbeat of us walking together in the family of God is learning, living, and then leaving it with somebody else, giving it to other people, talking about it with other people. That's how we surround one another with songs of deliverance. That's how we share the testimonies of the righteous. It's not just so that we can say, okay, I, I understand that thing. I know that what he did. It's so that what I know can have an effect on my daily life. And what has an effect on my daily life, I can then effectively share old and new things. The old things God's done with his people and the new things God's doing in my life that's having an effect in me so that I can be a blessing to one another. And that's really the heartbeat of walking with Jesus is understanding it, living it, and sharing it every day of our life. Sharing it, talking about it. Go share. Go share what you know. Go live what you know and share it. Be a faithful steward with it, a faithful householder who takes old and new things and gives away what God has placed within your, your heart, the, the treasure that he's planted within you. Bring out the old and bring out the new of what he's doing in your life right now. And I want to tell you, that's going to make a difference, not only in your personal walk, but it's going to make the difference in the walk of those that get to walk through this life with you. So what does God want to do? Does God want to teach us? Does he teach us so that we can just have a head knowledge of things? Or does he teach us so that we can practice and live what he's taught us? And does he teach us so that we can practice and live what he taught so that we can keep just for ourselves? Or does he want us to share it with other people? Yes, he wants us to share it. He wants that to be part of our everyday life of sharing. So, yeah, I need to know what, what's going on right now of what we're reading. through. I need to know it. I, it needs to be part of, of me. I need to be able to talk about it frequently. I need to be able to talk about it fluently. I need to talk about it fruitfully of what it's done and what it's doing in me and how it's helping me. And I need to be able to share it faithfully 
with other people so that it could be a blessing in them. Amen? Raising up Ebenezer's for the glory of God. And we'll come on back tonight and just see how God uses and used His people, used hard things, used challenging things, how He sent His people into places that wasn't easy to accomplish His purpose for His glory and what He's going to do with, with, with us in, in the day that we live in right now. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank You. We bless You. We ask You to help us so that it can be just as, as impossible to do without You, but as simple as it sounds of just knowing You, walking with You, and then sharing what we know and walk in with those that we love and care for. We just ask for your help in it, and we're going to praise you through it. We're going to give you the glory in it. In Jesus' name, amen.